Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you think about what happened in the economy in 2022, there was almost double-digit inflation. There was a huge hit at the gas pump. We had a raw food shock at the grocery store with people paying outrageous prices for things like lettuce. The Bank of Canada jacked up interest rates by 4%, basically faster than it had in decades. All these economic headwinds, and yet not only no recession, we have a red hot jobs market that literally added 10 times more jobs in January than analysts expected. So the question is, are those headwinds from 2022 going to blow the economy off course in 2023? Or did the storm somehow pass us by? James Orlando, a director and senior economist at TD Economics, told me he sees a lot of signs that inflation is already coming down, perhaps into that 2 to 3% target range by the end of this year. The pandemic created a lot of uncertainty during the past three years, but Osborne told me he thinks we've basically passed through the worst of it. It's an interesting hypothesis, but let's be clear, there's a lot of countervailing factors that inflation is not cooling down the way we'd hoped, that interest rates may have to go up further still, and that 2023 could be the year we have a recession. I'm Gabe Friedman, and you're listening to Down to Business, and in this episode, we'll discuss all these things. It's our first episode back after a long hiatus. I hope you enjoy it. As always, it's edited for clarity and brevity. Hey, James, thank you so much for coming on Down to Business today. Happy to be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. So you come bearing good news, I think, which is that inflation appears to be on the point of coming down. Perhaps it'll be below 3% by the end of the year. Did I get that right? Yeah. When we look at the trajectory of inflation, so it's not just where prices are right now relative to last year, but how they've been moving on a month-to-month or relative to even three months ago basis, they decelerated significantly. This has been led by the decline in goods inflation, so physical things that we buy from stores, because not just the fact that commodity prices have declined around the world, which impacts Canadians, but supply chains have eased tremendously. So all those things during the pandemic that everyone was buying that caused supply chains to tighten and prices to go up significantly have started unwinding and we're seeing that into inflation. And so we look out to where we're going to be sitting in the summertime. We're likely going to be seeing inflation um, much more palatable than we experienced over 2022. Inflation kind of caught the world or at least the economic world by surprise, right? Initially, it was thought to be temporary, just like a supply and demand mismatch caused by the pandemic. Then there was, we said it was supply chain snarls. It'll just take a little while. What's causing inflation levels to stop rising now? Well, it's a little bit of all of ways. You look at supply chains, we mentioned that's eased because, you know, people have, I guess, come back into the world the way they usually do, where they go to restaurants and, 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 you know, they interact with people. And that means spending on services. And so less spending on goods, we've seen that rotation. And we also have the other uh, monetary policy. When you have interest rates rise, what that does is it 
challenges people's ability to keep spending and keep levering up. And we've seen that in the real estate market. We've seen that in less home sales, less real estate activity in general. And people are rethinking spending. And so when they rethink spending, this means that we have a lot of factors in place that is able to slow down inflation, slow this ascent that we saw inflation, really develop a peak and hopefully bring inflation back down to what we consider to be normal levels of inflation. Because there is a normal level of inflation we have in Canada, that's right around 2%. And so we have everything in place to, to get that to be achieved probably within 2023. Okay, so even if we do get inflation down to closer to that comfortable 2% range by the end of the year, it doesn't mean that the prices in the grocery store are coming down, right? Inflation's a rate, right? So I guess that's what I'm sort of trying to like conceptualize here is like, when we say inflation comes back to the rate we want it to be, we're still going to be paying more for stuff than we were a year ago or whatever. Yeah, so inflation is the rate of growth of prices. And the reason why we want to uh, get inflation back to, say, that 2% level. It's a, it's a natural rate of growth where we know prices are going to steadily increase, but we're not surprised every time we go to the grocery store and we see pick up a pack of chicken and we see prices going up by 50 cents a dollar every time we go there. We don't want to see that anymore. We don't want that sticker price shock every time we go and buy something. Yeah. It's not that we're never going to have prices go up, if you're a worker, you're not going to say, oh, my wage is never going to go up. Your wage, you, you have an expectation of your wage going up to by a certain level every year. But an economy doesn't function very well when there's a shock to prices and a shock to wages where you, everyone's feeling like they're trying to just catch up to the economy because there's a feeling and there's a risk that people get left behind in that kind of economy. So a steady increase in prices, just like a steady increase in wages, just like a steady increase in house prices is fine. That's what we want. We just don't want this shock. There are some caveats to this prediction that inflation is coming down. We're recording this not long after the jobs numbers for the Canadian economy came out. And we added 150,000 jobs, which is, I think, 10 times more than what expected. The economy is doing really well, which normally would be good. But given the inflation problem, it sort of is a bit difficult to sort of say what it is. Yeah. When the job reports came out, you know, people were talking like that. 15,000 job gains would have been a nice number, a deceleration from you know some of the really strong job gains we had. And it feels weird saying that it's a negative thing for the economy when people get a job, because we know the economy runs on workers being able to find jobs, being able to be satisfied in their jobs, being able to make a wage to feed their families, all that stuff is good. But the reason why people are worried about such a big jobs gain and such a tight labor market is because it does put the risk that inflation doesn't come back down like we're all hoping it would. So when we started this conversation, I was saying that inflation is moving towards this goal of the Bank of Canada. It's it's on that route. And the reason why is because the things that made inflation go up are coming down. So I'm talking about goods prices. All of those things that are physical, those have come down. If you look, if you're trying to buy furniture, if you're trying to buy new appliances, you're seeing discounts right now. And that discounting means that prices are coming down. So that's already moving. That's, that's the train that's left the station right there. But the other side of the economy, the stuff that got ignored during the pandemic, the stuff that you couldn't do during the pandemic, 
that is the stuff that's still hot in the economy right now. So I'm talking about services. I'm talking about how much you're paying when you go to a restaurant. That sort of thing is what we are worried about right now. And a lot of the jobs right now that we're seeing are in things like services. These are areas of the economy that most of the jobs were lost, and these businesses are trying to get those jobs back. They're actively looking for workers, and they're paying up for workers. And if you think about how this translates through, a service business, their main cost comes from labor. So labor cost, I'm talking about wages here, is the main driver of the cost of what you pay for when you get a service. So let's say you go get your haircut, you go to a restaurant, you are paying for labor. Like food costs at a restaurant is a very low percentage of what you're actually um, paying for. You're paying for the ambiance, you're paying for the rent, you're paying for the workers doing the work for you. And when we think about, are these jobs going to result in higher wages? Yes, they are resulting in higher wages. And are those wages going to lead to higher prices tomorrow? I think that's the big risk because the more these companies are going to have to pay for higher wages, to pay up for those workers that they're trying to attract, the more they're going to pass on those costs to the consumers and the more that we have risk that inflation doesn't come back down. So that is the big risk to our forecast that this jobs market just leads to more inflation, specifically in that service area of the economy. To take the example you used, like a haircutter, inflation is not going to make it easier for the haircutter to afford things. It's actually going to make it harder. And so how confident are you that inflation is actually coming down? What's going on with the central banks in Canada or in the U.S. when they see these numbers? Jobs report, inflation, interest rates are high. Like, What do you see them doing over the course of the next year, say? Yeah, so what we heard from the Bank of Canada when they did their last interest rate announcement, they said, we've raised interest rates to a high level. So they're at 4.5%, right? And they say, we think that rates at 4.5% are enough to slow down the economy to the extent that people are going to spend less. And if they spend less, maybe they don't go to the restaurant as much. So maybe those businesses will be hesitant to pass on those costs to consumers, right? Because if, if consumers are backing off spending, businesses aren't going to raise prices the same way you would otherwise, right? That's kind of how that would work. But I think they're sitting there and they're really worried that even if they pause on rate hikes, do they really have inflation under control? So they raise rates to a high level that you know most people think, okay, this should make people question whether we keep spending the way they do. But they really don't know. They really don't know if this is sufficient. And if we've learned anything from the pandemic or even the last recent jobs reports is that you can't count out Canadian people and businesses from how resilient they're going to be. They've been able to handle everything that's been thrown at them and to continue to grow, continue to thrive. And so the big risk is that are these rates enough to slow down this fast moving train that we got going on here? Are they sufficient to do it? Because if they're not, then maybe they're going to have to keep raising rates. So they're sort of testing the waters. If you look at history, you think these rates are sufficient to do it, but maybe they're not. And I think that's where uh, looking at right now, that's where they're continuing to assess and test those waters and then figure out, have we done enough? And you look at what happened in history, you had situations where central banks raised rates, they brought down inflation a little bit, but only temporarily, and inflation picked up again. And they have to raise rates even more. So, you know, you, you climb the mountain, you think you've hit a good spot, and then you realize you got further to go. 
And that's sort of where the central bank is assessing. They don't have a clear view on exactly where this is going. They think they got it. They've done what they need to do, but they really aren't sure just yet. They haven't had the proof and we'll find out through this year if they, if they need to do more, but they're definitely watching this. And today's jobs report and the one from the U.S. last week, you know, I'm sure that makes central banks question how much more they need to do. Now we're going to pause a minute for a short break. I think the interest rate now is 4.5%. And if it's not bringing inflation down, I guess I'm wondering, like, what then? We can't really go too much higher, right? You know, we know that this interest rate cycle was incredibly fast, you know, from to like, you remember the Bank of Canada started 22 with zero rates effectively. They were at the lower bound for interest rates. And now they raised rates 425 basis points. So that's 4.25% in less than a year. Like that, that is quick. And we live in a world where Canadians have the most leverage we've ever had, right? So during the pandemic, when we had low interest rates, the central bank said these rates are going to be low for long. Now's the time to spend money. Now's the time to lever up because, you know, rates are low. Take advantage of this, right? Now rates are high and people are realizing that they got either, they've seen their variable rate mortgages increase, they've seen their amortizations on their loans increasing, or they're looking at their mortgage statements and like, oh, I'm renewing my mortgage rate at the end of this year or at the end of next year. Mm-hmm. There's a big shock to how much extra money I got to dedicate to paying my bills. And because the Bank of Canada has raised rates so fast, we haven't had enough time to let the impact of those interest rate increases filter through to the economy. And so people automatically think, oh, you raise interest rates, this is going to slow the economy today. It doesn't work like that. It hits, for example, the interest rate sensitive areas. So real estate, if you are Canadian and you were looking in early 2022 or even 2021 for a house and you're getting a mortgage pre-approved from a bank, the amount of money debt you can take out when you're looking at a 2% mortgage rate is very different than the amount of money you can afford when you have a 5 6% mortgage rate where you got to pass a stress test for potentially even more. And that really is why we had the recalibration in the housing market. And you know, we had a complete recalibration in the housing market. Real estate investment as a percentage of GDP, is back to normal levels. Sales levels in Canada have gone down below pre-pandemic levels of sales. Like house prices have even recalibrated to a fairly logical level given where mortgage rates are right now. But that's one part of the economy. The other part of the economy, which is driven by strong labor markets, income growth in Canada, is the amount of money that consumers can spend. And I'm telling you, with the savings that Canadians have built up, the fact that so many Canadians have a job that they see, hey, if I don't have this job, there's a ton of jobs out there for me. And wages are finally starting to catch up to inflation. There's a lot of money in Canadians' pockets right now. And that is the thing that is supporting the economy. And we're seeing it right now. We saw it in December, holiday spending. We're likely going to see it in January spending. Canadians have money. They're spending money. And that's really what's keeping this economy going. And it takes a while for that to filter through. And I think that's one thing that we forget is that interest rates, they don't just turn the economy on a dime. It turns parts of the economy on a dime, but there's other parts. And the biggest part of the economy, just remind you here, Canadian consumer is the most important part of the Canadian economy. And they are doing very well right now. They are great balance sheets, great income right now. They are doing well and they're supporting the economy. How dangerous of a situation is this right now if we head into a recession or if interest rates can't come down? 
it's one of those things where we've seen this momentum going in the economy and everything seems like it's okay, what can, st- what can derail this train? What can derail this momentum we have going here? And there is a time period for how long interest rates are at a high level that you are going to get the economy to turn. It, it, it will. It just depends on when and for how long we get rates, rates so high. It's hard to see when it is. Most people thought it was going to already happen right now. But every time we get the data, it's like, okay, push that out a little bit longer. But I think we're going to come to a time, and I think a lot of resets are going to happen around the end of 2023 into 2024. And we're going to start seeing people having to reassess their spending. I think Canadians reassess their spending a little bit already. We saw that in the summer. You remember that Canadian uh, GDP for the third quarter, so for the July, August, September time period, actually contracted. You know, and usually Canadian GDP doesn't contract in the summer. We got nice, we got great weather in Canada in the summertime. And people are out there, they're spending money. But because of all this risk that we saw, because confidence was so shot, people reassessed, they pulled back spending. And, you know, we're kind of on the opposite end right now. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to have some hiccups this year. It doesn't mean we're not going to have some um, some moments where we're like, okay, you know, maybe things have started to turn. Maybe we've got to reassess. So Bank of Canada, for example, they survey Canadians, they survey businesses. And when they ask them, how do you feel about the Canadian economy in 2023? And the majority of people in businesses say we're going to be in recession. Okay. And so we've had this spurt. We've had a spurt of spending. But to me, what that means is that, yes, we have this nice time period here. And some of it might be the fact that there's a few factors that went on. One, gas prices went down a lot to end the year. Two, we had the impact or the big rollout of the federal government's child care program and even some lump sum checks going to people to offset past spending. So all of the cash inflow was helping Canadians. So we've had that, you know, that rush of money, that rush of spending come through. But, I, you know, I'm of the situation that if people are feeling that things aren't looking very good, if the rates stay at the current levels and inflation comes back down, you're going to be in a situation where the central banks are going to be questioning how high rates do need to be. Because I argue that when we have inflation at 5 6 7%, having the policy rate for Bank of Canada at 4.5%, that, that's one thing. But when inflation is back down to 3%, back down to 2%, having interest rates above that level, keeping it 4.5% is a very different story. That is something that would for sure put negative pressure on the economy. Huh. Let me let me ask you, so much of the inflation and reason why we're raising interest rates now was related to the pandemic. It was supply and demand mismatch, it was supply chain snarls, it was people at home, etc. But before that, we were in this historically anomalous period of low to almost zero interest rates, right? Is that coming back after we get inflation under control? Well, so zero interest rates happened when the central bank is trying to stimulate the economy because inflation was too low, you know? And some of it can be a little bit of like psychology that went into things. You know, you expect prices to be low, hesitancy of business to pass on prices, higher prices to consumers. That was definitely present in the world. Not to mention, we had a huge amount of globalization. And globalization is one of those things where, let's say you have a Canadian company and they're making a product. They see somewhere in Asia that you can make that product for cheaper. They decide to put that factory in Asia. They send the products back to Canada, sell to Canadians, and they usually sell it for cheaper. What we have now, 
and this has been sort of an adjustment period that we have slowly been gathering, is that we might be in a situation where companies, due to political turmoil, due to political risks, due to supply chain issues that they had over the last little while, this idea of reshoring, onshoring, friendshoring, nearshoring, whatever you want to call it, businesses are looking to bring production closer to their customers. And to me, that means you're bringing production to higher cost areas. And that means that the gains we were getting from globalization to cause, we had good deflation for most of the last two decades. Okay, Good deflation for years. And I think the days of that might be over. And so the reason why we had such low interest rates was because we had things like globalization that was consistently putting downward pressure on inflation. And if we're changing that and consumers are willing to pay higher prices, businesses are absolutely going to bring production back to places like North America. That means higher prices. That means higher interest rates for longer. So are we going to go back to zero interest rates? Again, we might not go back to zero interest rates, even if we go into recession in the future. It's an inflection point, I guess. I just want to ask if could maybe just sort of give us your big picture view of what that means beyond inflation and interest rates for the next 12 months. Well, I think the main theme that we're trying to talk about is that, you know, Canadians lived through 2022. And if you told me that we were going to have inflation, you know, pushing close to close to 10 percent, very high inflation in Canada. We had oil price shock, a natural gas price shock, a, a raw food price shock, and that the central raised interest rates by more than 4% in a year. I would have thought we would have been in recession. You know, if you told me that before 22, I absolutely would have thought that. But we have gotten past the peak level of inflation, it seems. We're kind of moving down with inflation. They're getting more certainty on that. We're getting more certainty on the peak level of interest rates for monetary policy. And we're probably maybe even already seeing the peak level mortgage rates in places like the United States, maybe even in Canada. For corporations, we might have seen the peak level of borrowing rates for uh, corporations on the secondary and in financial markets. And what that means to me is that we've moved past the peak level of uncertainty. And I think there's a lot of strength in that. There's a lot of positivity in that. I think that is also why you've seen equity markets, for example, be so strong over the last couple of months. When you get peak level of uncertainty, that's usually bad for markets. That's usually bad for investment. But we're getting a little more clarity. And I think over the next year, we're going to get even more clarity of not just where inflation is going to, because it looks like it's moving in a good direction, but we're going to get more certainty on just how severe the slowdown is, how severe the 2023 time period is. Because most people thought 2023 was going to be awful. And, you know, maybe we're able to skirt by without getting a recession. Maybe that's the story of 2023. And so over the next few months, we're going to get a, a clearer picture of this. And, you know, you don't want to be uh, someone that's just sitting, you know, uh, fearful of, of things happening because the one thing that I, I'm been preaching is that, you know, we consistently get surprised. We consistently get surprised, as I mentioned earlier, by the resiliency of Canadians and Canadian businesses. So it, it'd be foolish to, to doubt the ability of Canadians to come out on top on the other side of this uh, situation. It's a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much, James, for coming on to talk to me. Thank you very much. That was James Orlando, a director and senior economist at TD Economics. That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Bryce Hall produced this show, designed the logo, created the original music you just heard. Pamela Heaven, Noella Ovid, and Victoria Wells provided editing and web support. I'm Gabe Friedman, and I'll be back with another episode next week. But until then, you can find all your business news at financialpost.com.